evening, everybody. Um, Wednesday, the 10th of August, episode 78 of So What's Been Happening. There's been a lot happening, actually. Um, funny you should ask. Um, footy, heating up, heating up. Round 22 we're up to. It's all happening. Um, Jesus, I've never seen a more open season in the last uh, five to ten years, I reckon. It's um, an exciting finish to the year uh, and should be a super hot um, final series. And everyone that thought Melbourne were a certainty to just to go through and waltz through another one, boy, has that changed quickly. Um, the Cats have fired to the top and looking pretty strong, um, unbeaten at the moment. I think it's 10 or 11 on the trot for them as well. I think it's 10. So uh, the Pies, they're at 10 as well. I think they were there at 11 too now, um, wins on the trot. So, geez, talk about uh, tune up. Tune up early, too early maybe. Who who know? We'll find out shortly. But a couple of good friends and guests uh, on the show today. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to quickly start with um, a few, few stars of both stage, music, sports, um, that, that, that we've lost in the last, uh, since, well, pretty much since we've done our last podcast. Here we are. Apologies, a couple of little blips in that, uh, in that pr- presentation for some reason, but, uh, anyway, we got there in the end. So, um, Johnny Famijon, one of our Australia's greatest ever boxers, um, and just did so much, um, in the world of proving that once you can have an injury, um, from an accident, um, you know, you, you can really battle on um, and prove to be such a hero. Judith Durham, um, one of musical superstar, um, absolutely from, um, from uh, yeah, she's the Seeker, sorry. Um, and then we've got Olivia Newton-John, who just passed away um, in the last 24 hours, uh, did so, so much for music, so much for, uh, acting and pop culture um, with Greece and a few others. Um, can't never forget the video physical. Um, all, all the boys will remember that uh, growing up for sure. Um, and then the fa- Australian Aussie Indigenous icon Archie Roach. So it's uh, it's been a big couple of weeks, that's for sure. Um, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to bring up uh, we're going to bring up both Lovey. And Juzzy, and just have a quick chat about um, what's been happening in their world in the last uh, couple of weeks or so. G'day, Lovey. How are you, mate? What? There you go. Yeah, very good. Bit of a bummer that uh, little tributes had a bit of a pause there and played up. It was it was nice, and um, and behind it was a a track from um, a good friend of ours, Ryan Sterling. So just mm-hmm. want to highlight that as well. So very familiar uh, voice to us all that one. Absolutely. And uh, a good other mate of ours and fellow cat man, um, Justin Hurricane Nun. How are you, Juzzy? I'm good, thanks, AC, mate. Travelling well. Welcome back, mate. Welcome back. Nice to be on. Nice talking to you as always, mate. All right, lovey. Let's kick off with you, mate. How's your, how's your last couple of weeks been? I've, I've been kind of off off the record, um, away on a holiday and, and work, and that's kept me busy, so... That's the reason we kind of haven't all got together. But tell us a little bit about how you've been, mate. How you feeling? What's up? Uh, I don't know. You, you said you combined your holiday and you said work. I don't know. I didn't see too much work as, as a part of the pictures that I saw the last few one, uh, few weeks on socials, mate. But 
Uh, very envious, but I think very well deserved. You and Sotel, mate. I think um, in the family, I think it, it's really nice to do something like that, and I hope you really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, for me, um, not much. I think it's just, uh, I think it's just the middle of the winter months, and you know, you sort of get into your routines at work, home, or whatever, and then. Now, if you've got a hobby or a sport, you go to that, you get home. I think there's not much else you can do. I was saying to a friend of mine the other day, can't wait for the bloody sun to come out a bit more in the, in the next month or so. I think that's what's probably what's lacking for me right now. So, yeah, to be honest, it hasn't been too uh, – hasn't been that active. And when you, when you when you weigh up too that you're an Essendon supporter, there hasn't been much to look forward to on a weekend basis there. Um, the Red Sox have fallen in an absolute hole. Uh, Tottenham have started well after the last weekend in the EPL, but that's only one week in. So uh, hopefully that, that gets up and running. But um, no, it just, just work, mate. I think it's just work this time of year, like most people. Yep. Yep. Uh, and Juzzy, for you, uh, the cats are up and firing, mate. You must be excited. Mate, the cats are just keeping me going. They're just, that's what's keeping me going. So um, I can't believe it's round 22, though. I'm going to miss footy. Oh. Yeah. It's um, I think it's really flown this season. Um, mm. and you know, obviously the first ten or eleven weeks flew for me as a Melbourne supporter. We were up and going, and everything was travelling along beautifully. And then a few little hiccups here and there along the way, and all of a sudden we're at round twenty-two, and no, a little bit nervous around finals time. So we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. But um, it's good to I'm have you back. Construction. Mate, I'm in the construction game. So that COVID word is just because of COVID now, um, people have lost the ability to, um, like, we can't get trades. You just can't. So because of COVID, they don't have to, uh, they don't have to communicate or ring you or use um, amenas or be polite. It's, I know I've got COVID, so it's like yeah. it. It, it, it's just gone crazy. Become the worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little segment on manners coming up later, Justin. So, Lovey, it's just I can't understand what COVID's got to do with. Yeah, we'll be there Wednesday. We'll start the job Wednesday. Wednesday comes and goes, and a week goes by. Another week goes by, and like everyone's four weeks late. I get that. But it's a yeah. uh, tell you what, it's a real a challenge at the moment. Yeah. They just didn't tell you which Wednesday, Juzzy. Yeah, and you don't mind um, the delay, but um, yeah. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, got COVID, had to have a week off, so we're now five weeks behind. I will be there in five weeks' time. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, you're 100% right. Communication's a massive thing at the moment, and um, I can tell you just a little, little quick snippet of my travelling trip. I'll tell you, the only frustration I had on the entire trip was in relation to planes and communication and lack of communication in relation to um, delays, what was actually happening when they knew what was happening but just wouldn't pass on information. And then and then you hear a whisper that your bags are going to be late, no communication of when other than they're running a little behind. Hour and a half we're still standing once we'd landed in Melbourne, finally in Melbourne on next to the baggage carousel and no bags for an hour and a half standing there. Just terrible. And that's, sadly, that's the first impression people have when they walk back into Melbourne now. Um, 
and some, as we know, some people, it's their first time into Melbourne. But this isn't just Melbourne. This is everywhere. So my words of advice is don't don't give up on your dream and get out there and travel. Um, just you're going to have to be patient. So it's, it's become the norm and everyone's just accepted it. It's like, you know, a which is, which, which is just horrific in its own, in its own yeah. um, sense. I mean, why have we accepted that sort of shit standard? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I feel like, um, you know, like you say, petrol, service standards at the airport, you know, so many people probably, oh, first world issues. Well, you know what? I mean, it stresses people out when that sort of stuff's happening. And, and uh, you know, when you when you start accepting that those are the standards that we can stand next to or walk by, um, you do become quite lax in the way you go about life and the same with businesses. And it's just, it's just not good enough. I mean, to say that, that's the new norm, Justin. I probably agree with you. That's what people think now, but mm. just it just shouldn't be accepted, that sort of shit. No. No. Yeah. Um, and Robert Wine from Canada. Uh, good morning to you, Robert. 6.30 in the morning, roughly. In, uh, totally agree. I agree Canada, with him 100%. And it's 100% right. It is it is everywhere. Um, and it's, it's become the weird excuse, sadly, um, which we want to see. We want to see changed um, that mindset, I guess, and and just the instant blame of the word COVID. It hasn't affected. It's affected a lot of things, but it's not the sole excuse of why people aren't doing what they should be doing, uh, which is frustrating. So we'll let you tee off on that one a little bit uh, later, lovey, I'm sure. Um, what we I'm going to run through now is just what we have a little segment where we run with the episode number and we find a few features around that number of what's happened over the years or so in this case 78 1978 what happened in 1978 here we go one of the weird things i noticed out of that video when i was putting it together is what's the chances that greece comes out in 1978 olivia newton john dies this week on the week we're doing our 78th podcast it's just some weird weird tie-in uh for sure um, but I thought that was kind of weirdly cool. Um, I, I uh, find it sad that it was that long ago, that movie. <laughs> absolutely. And and so, so relevant to so many generations now. I love it. I mean, you couldn't turn a TV on last night without uh, Living Newton-John on one of the channels um, or free-to-air channels yeah. anyway. My, my daughter's not one She loves it. Too. It's one of her most, most favourite movies. So it's... It's certainly gone through generations and it's still popular for a lot of the, a lot of the teens yep. today. Yep. Um, and song or album of the year, Saturday Night Fever. Um, oh, was it really? Absolutely. Album of the year, oh. 78. And uh, Big Star had song of the year um, in 1978. So there you go. There's a, one of Berkey's favourite bands of all time. So, I reckon... Um, I know Cuz is missing. Do you reckon he would have been in his early twenties by nineteen seventy eight? You think he uh, would have had the old black black leather pants out? There were the white ones. It was white back then, wasn't it? The white the white leather pants that were tight as a you know vicious bum. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, How some old really were you boys things. in nineteen seventy eight? I was three. I was five. There you yep. go, two, two, three, and five. So, and then here's Cuz in 1978. So, 
right in the middle. He's uh, <laughs> a couple of years on us, Cuz. Um, shout out to Cuz, obviously a late uh, late scratching. Um, and just just to mention, that was another. I just used another one of. Uh, we try to try to push as much as possible our friends and local artists, and that song that we just used was a song from Ryan Sterling again called "Running" um, on his latest album he's just released. This one right here called "Specks of Golden Dust." Speaking of little redheads, there's a beauty. <laughs> so we look forward to. He's had an album launch while I was away, and it sold out straight away, which is fantastic. So he's trying to put together another one. Um, for your restrictions around, you know, trying to get venues and stuff at the moment, as we all know, panicking with COVID again through winter. So hopefully that can happen pretty soon. Very good. Absolutely. He's got a bit uh, of uh, he's got a bit of bit of Ed about him, and he Ed Sheeran. He's got, he's he's almost a young Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I think he'd take that too. Um, Just between Ed Sheeran and Hermione Granger. Incredibly, Ryan Sterling is uh, a local. Um, artist who pretty much was going to give music away at one stage and he's released 20 odd plus albums um, just a guy that just writes and writes and writes content and releases lots of albums and still is the kind of guy that doesn't rate himself as a good musician or an he's got artist a beautiful voice. He's, a, he's a super guitar player to be honest and um, if you get along make sure you get along to see him at one of our next gigs so we'll let you know when all that's going to happen but one thing that is going to happen is a girl that we had on on show, I reckon it was around show 65, which was a little while ago now, called Mosey. Zoe Marshall has got a launch of a new single tomorrow night um, at a place called The Colour Club. Never been there. Uh, sounding a bit culture club for me, but um, who knows if you can get along and see her. She's unbelievable. She was at um, St Andrew's Community Centre um, that Berkey had organised just gone on Sunday. So I flew home from Vietnam. It was dog tired, but I couldn't miss it. So I got there, um, spent an hour with her, and she was just unbelievable. Literally blew the, blew the roof off the joint. So I saw, I saw the socials as, and, um, yeah, I've never seen a small room look even smaller based upon her voice. Like it just, she, needed a, she needed a proper stadium. Oh, it was incredible. Like I literally had to go and stand as far back as I could just to absorb as much of her voice as I could. And I still wasn't far enough, you know. She was just incredible. So what a powerful voice and look forward to her. She's gonna be a star for sure. She just um she's just gotta believe in herself, more importantly. Um and just a shout out to Gooch in Canada as well. Great to see us back. Um we yeah, Gooch, we are back. It's a shame uh, you're not gonna be here. In the next month or so. Next month or so. All right. Lovey, is it time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on. Righto, let's do it. What's gonna make our friend Lovey mad today? Lovey loses it. Lovey loses it. Lovey loses it. One thing that does is make us all chuckle and smile, and that's a beautiful thing on on days when you know it's not all travelling perfect. Uh, to hear that will never get old. Never get Dave, old. The great Dave Cosmo. Is this sort of like the volcano? Is it? This is like Kane's Kane's volcano. Is it? Yeah, except mine mine comes from the heart. It's a bit more legitimate than Kane's. Um, 
I've actually got us. I've actually changed tack a little bit too, as I'm, I'm going to split it in half a little bit. It's going to be short, but I'm going to split it in half. Um, don't want to be typecast, and I think you mentioned it to me off off record the other day. You know, um, so what is lovey loving at the moment will be the first bit. So I will, you know, I can be a happy man, um, and and it's you know for years I've I've known I'm not the most prettiest bloke in the world. Far from it. And one of the things that hasn't helped with that over time has been uh, the old receding hairline to the point where, you know, it's it's your forehead is almost finishing at the top of your neck. So um, I, I battle with it over time. But you know what? I've decided, you know, I, I have been cutting it right back and I'm going to skin it for the rest of my life now. There's no chance. People have been telling me, why don't you try these different little hair things and, you know, put plugs and shit in. And I went, no, nah, you know what? I'm going to embrace it. And... Uh, I always get told you've got to love the skin you're in. So there it is. That's going to stay there for the rest of my life. So there we go. Fresh. There's fresh. It's a good one. And homemade. I don't, I don't go to the barber. Just get the razor out and just uh, give it the old slide up up, 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 up and back. But uh, Back to front. Uh, yeah, no, back to, back to front, yeah. And I have to change arms because, you know, if you do that, you sort of start to – you probably cut your ear off. So – uh, love the skin you're in is my message there. No little, uh, um, that, no little Norman Gunstons. No, nah. you know what? I've never ever drawn blood shaving in my life. Oh, good effort. I have yet to draw blood. I've got about six hairs and I've still drawn blood occasionally. So, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Um, am I going to lose it? Well, I think I think it's a bit of an education session, this one. So I'm not going to lose it, but I'm very I, – I, and this is to do with all sorts of things, social media and all the rest of it and people being influencers and, and things like that. And um, I, I get that people want to become influencers and, and try and put on um, great fitness regimes or their wonderful diet regimes and – um, and it's now gotten into the and so many the thing that pisses me off about it is that so many of these people aren't really qualified to actually talk about the shit they do. Um, the concerning thing is many people get sucked in. Same thing, unfortunately, for me, and this is where I get a bit serious with this. The same thing, unfortunately, for me, from what I've seen and from what I've experienced through other people, is that some people uh, try and be influencers, or some people pretend they can actually talk about mental health, and they provide stupid six-week sessions or six sessions for X amount of money and they'll jump on and they'll ask you some really stupid shit Dorothy Dixon questions without really getting into uh, what might be troubling a person or what might actually be wrong with that person. Um, so there's that aspect to it and, and that can cause angst because they never get to a point where they're improving or they're getting better. These people just get away with that sort of stuff and it, it's just disheartening. You know, the, the, I've had a friend of mine who, who wanted to jump on a, a, a Get Better program for himself and spent 800 bucks, and um, all he got was angst over his bank account and all sorts of stuff. It was just – it was actually just disgusting. Um, I'm not going to name companies because I don't think you can pay for the potential civil action that might come against the show after Aaron, but um, you know, that sort of stuff is concerning me. Um but what concerns me when it gets back to just what we're talking about, not just manners, but, you know, having having standards, uh, we don't research anymore. People have become a bit lazy and they just don't want to re- do the research on 
something they want to invest in. And your mental health is probably the most important thing you can invest in right now. And if you don't do the work and actually look into the background of the people you want to go and talk to, um, buy beware. That's all I can say on that. There's a lot of shysters and assholes out there. You just got to be careful on who you actually want to go and talk to. Um, you know, we always we always encourage it, and we always should, but just be careful who you approach on that sort of stuff. I think you've got to go to a trusted friend initially and talk to people, look them up. Now, don't just go Google search, find the third one or second one from the top and go, yeah, I'm going to go talk to them and put money over the counter. Just don't do it. Do the research like you would with your diet, like you would with your exercising. Do the research. Let's stop being so lazy on that and help ourselves. That's it. Good point. That wasn't losing it. I feel a bit redder around here now. I've got a bit. I could have gone very hard, but no, nah, I'll leave it at that. Good advice. No, it's very good advice. Um, and shiny but, at the same time. It's yeah. good advice. <laughs> and shiny, yeah. as the crab says in Moana, shiny. Oh, I think I'm out doing the light globe above me, mate. That's no, perfect stage lighting for me, mate. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, I'm just yeah. Yep, no, absolutely. Some great advice there and um, you're 100% right. Uh, mental health is Especially at the moment. top of mind and it should be for everyone. So let's let's all start with one thing um, that we usually commit to and, and Gooch, a good friend of ours, is, uh, has taught me this one is do me a favour tomorrow and just ring five mates or five people you haven't spoken to in a month and just ask them one question. How they're going? Not necessarily. Are you okay? And that's enough because that's the first question that's expected to be asked. But just ask them. Actually, what is going on? How how, how are they feeling? How what's happening? Because we've been doing. There's a lot of things that are happening now where people just expect everything's back to normal, and it's just not. And it's so frustrating. No. And there's so much expectation around that like you spoke about that Instagram component. Oh, look how, look here. He's on a holiday. He's having a great time. Look at me. I'm working, you know, like a dog, right? Now there's so much around that. It's not all what it's cracked up to be, right? Whether it's work, play, whatever. Um, I think it's support is the biggest key word that I can kind of use is, is uh, you never know what's behind happening behind anyone's closed doors and, and just to ring up and say good day and, or, bit more a lot more than a text message these days just pick up the phone and actually hear a voice you can gauge a lot more reaction so i urge all of us and anyone listening and watching later on to uh doesn't matter when it is but the day after you read or hear or watch this just do it and see what reaction you get so there we go all right what we're going to do before we go any further is we're going to play a little clip of an exciting of the upcoming event on Tuesday, the 16th of August. It's a tribute Tuesday special. Let's get this underway. Here is Elvis. Elvis, 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 Elvis. Elvis, 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 Elvis. Elvis, 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 Elvis,
Oh, how good. I had to title this episode a little more action, please. <laughs> with a little less conversation, Dave Cosmo is just one of the greatest, I can tell you. So let's bring him up. Here he is, the great EP. Well, Sorry, boys. I didn't realise you were there. How are you, Davey? What's going on? <laughs> Great to see you, mate. Great to see you. Nice to that be video back. clip was amazing. Thank you, mate. <laughs> it's an oldie. I've, I've, I've used that a few times. I've used that a few times over the last few years, but it always, it always, uh, it's nice to get it, get it run again. Good to see you've got the 70s Rockstar Sunnies going too, mate. Very good. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're the Elvis Sunnies, mate. Yeah. They're the Elvis Sunnies. Dave, did you enjoy the new movie? Justin, how are you? Yeah, it's um, it's a bloody beauty. It really is. Yeah. It's a it's a great movie. I, uh, I, I didn't see it until about, I reckon, three weeks it had been out. And uh, a lot of people had contacted me over the time and I finally got in there and saw it. And yeah, it blew me away. It exceeded all my expectations and delivered on every level and more. And I was in tears and um, it was just, yeah, it was brilliant. I think even if you're not an Elvis fan, you'd get something out of it. But in terms of being an Elvis fan and I like to, I like to think that I'm one of those Elvis fans that digs a little bit of deep, a little bit deeper than just yeah he's the greatest entertainer or whatever um he had his flaws but it just delivered on every level you know they touched on all the things they needed to touch on and um especially those early years and and how he was influenced by african-american music of you know gospel in particular um yeah, and, and it just took you through his whole life and it just had that Baz Luhrmann. You know, there's been a couple of biopics over the last couple of years with, what, Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocketman, um, and they're both great movies. This is that, and with that Baz Luhrmann flair, you know, like overlay of graphics and text and all these sort of sub-things going on, um, colour, uh, pizzazz, um and it's really well acted and, you know, it was done mostly here in, in this country, which is, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, has everyone seen it? Yeah. It came out on Amazon prime as well yesterday. Okay. Beautiful. Oh, did it? Yeah. yeah I watched right, it today again. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Good I look forward to watching I look forward to watching it again and getting, you know, like I, again, I know some serious Elvis fans who have seen it a couple of times and they're like, you know, you see it the second time and you pick up on different things. So yeah, I look forward to seeing it again, but it's a big tick from me. Um, yeah. Can't, can't recommend it highly enough. It was great how it came from Colonel Tom Parker's a perspective. Yeah. Me? Yeah. It was good for that. It was from that perspective, but it didn't lose anything in terms of his life story. Um yeah that narrative of Colonel Tom Parker took nothing away from everything that happened in Elvis's life. And it started from when he was born to when he died and they covered, you know, it's, 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 it's many years. Too young. Too young. Yeah. But it's many years to cover too in, in, in three hours. So they did a really good job. I thought of doing that. And he but did I a great job. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Is it, is it, is it, it's not cliched, is it? So it's not, yeah, it's brilliant. 
No, not at all. It really isn't. No. And there's Good. there's been a couple of couple of ones done over the years and, and obviously a lot of documentaries, but this just yeah, it's it's for the times and it's it's the soundtrack is really great. Um, a couple of Aussie actors in there. The, the the actress that plays Elvis's mum and 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 the young kid that plays Elvis are both Australian actors, so that's really cool. Uh, and Austin Butler just did a really great job. He really embodied Elvis and and nailed it. And you know the scenes that they really focused on, which I'm really familiar with and have studied myself, just flawless. Like you know, it's, it's reminiscent of that. Um, Freddie Mercury, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody at the end, the live aid, you know, like he nailed that, that actor nailed that, that scene and got every nuance and every bit spot on. Um, and Austin Butler does it throughout the movie. It's yeah, really good. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. And, and just that you touched on the three hour, like I, I not once did I sit there and think, Oh God. Did you yeah. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. that's a sign of an absolutely great movie. Um, yeah. Not once did I sit there and think, I'm gonna <laughs> what am I going to do? I've got to go to the toilet. It was just fantastic. Yeah. So I really yeah. recommend everyone. Yeah. Uh, it's You're 100% right, Dave. I don't think it is a one-watcher, even though as good as it was, yeah. there'd be yeah. much more to pick up that second and third yeah. and fourth time. And yeah. um, really look forward to it. And Juzzy, I know you've got a... Um, a little bit of background or family background in with, with Elvis, mate. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, well, Dad, yeah, so Dad's a performer. He did the floor shows at the Swagman day and night for 20 years. Wow. And his uncle was Matt Flinders, had a show on the ABC. But So Dad, uh, Dad's voice is Elvis. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, like you just wouldn't, you, you wouldn't pick it. He actually yeah. knows a few people that played in Elvis's band, have yeah. contacted Dad. Wow. Um, yeah, he's a performer. Doesn't like doing it a lot now, but he, yeah, he's just, yeah, he's he's uh, done shows all over Australia, so. Wow, he, sorry. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Was, he, was, he doing, was he doing that late 70s, early 80s at the Swagman? Yeah, mate, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, dad, my dad, because, oh. Mate, the, the Swagman was the bee's knees and knees and suburbs back then, right, for the old, for the Sunday afternoon zippers. And um, I, I remember my dad's mentioned, like, the eldest guy from the Swagman a couple of times. So it might have been... Mate, he, he's actually got some film clips on 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 the net. Uh, that's mm. his voice, but Elvis in the film clip, and I people have haven't picked it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, we have to make sure you uh, you find a few of them and drop them in the comments of the YouTube that stays online of this, does he? And uh, yeah, Dave's, Dave's going to do a nice little review for us and on a little critique, so to speak. You, and, uh, you, you, you won't, you, you will not believe that it's him. You'll, I'll bloody, know. I'll bloody tell you whether I reckon I can pick it or not. I'll let you know. Don't worry, mate. Yes, Mr. Rivers, Gary R I V E R S is his name. That's Gary Rivers. Name. All right, I'm going to write yeah, that down. Stage. Gary Rivers. If you just YouTube that that name and Elvis, bloody oath, you will be surprised. Dave, and speaking what of, what if he's got you covered, Dave? Then what? Well, I'm, he, he would have me covered because I don't I don't ever imitate or try and sing like Elvis at all. I, yeah, that's Dad's I've, thing. Dad Dad actually is not one for the tribute artist. Like, yeah. I think he loves Elvis yeah. that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, with all due respect, it's, it's never been something that, that 
the, the part of the Elvis story, the impersonators and that sort of thing, do nothing for me. I, I created this this theatre show with Damon Smith, as you know, which pays homage to Sun Records and includes all the early artists of Sun Records, which includes Elvis. But when we perform Elvis and all the other artists, including Johnny Cash and Jerry Lee Lewis, we don't imitate or try and sound like them. We do we do their versions of the song, but we, you know, we do it our way. Um, but I take nothing away from it because it's, 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 you know, people love it. You know, it's, it's, there's not a million Elvis impersonators because there's not work for them. People love it. And speaking of our connection of parade, John, John, is it John Gatto? Uh, is that his name? John Gatto? Uh, is, it, is it John? Gatto, John. anyway. Yeah, he's doing the um, he's he's right up there at the moment doing you know he's making a living singing like Elvis. So the the the, the demands there for it. Um, bloody Gary Rivers, I'm going to have a check it out. Dave, Dave, you will not be, you will not believe it. I look forward to it. He, he doesn't want to do it unless he can do it with the big band. Okay, I'll like, tell you yeah. what. We might even finish the show with a little clip of it tonight. We, we'll Gary it up. Gary Rivers, Elvis artist, yeah. And he won't, he doesn't want to do it unless he can have all the backup singers and the 30 piece band. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, I like it. It's a good show name. Gary Rivers. It's brilliant. Gary Rivers, yeah. There you go. Well, he's he's a man that does it one up and with a with a little accompaniment, no doubt, I'm sure, for Tuesday night. Tuesday night coming up, tribute Tuesday at the Drunken Poet. Dave Cosma performing the songs of the great Elvis Presley. Give us yeah. a little bit about the show, Dave. What's what? What can we expect? Well, firstly, the poet. I mean, it's just a ripping little place, and I've played there. I can't tell you how many times over the last probably twenty years. Um, and they've been doing a, a tribute Tuesday for a long time, and I've done a couple down there, and I've done Elvis there before, and they've always been really good nights. So coinciding with his anniversary on the 16th which will be 45 years i think 45 years um since his passing which is just insane um yeah we're going down to the drunken poet tribute tuesday doing a doing an hour, an hour of elvis songs not going to try and sound like the king like the mr bloody rivers but i'm going to give it a crack um yeah i do i do the odd show tipping the hat to elvis so it's it's going to be a good night yeah, one thing I remember. Uh, just sorry. Okay, go one one thing I remember uh, during the the COVID lockdown era was your yep. one of your little Elvis tributes nights. I did. Uh, you I did, did, mate. I absolutely loved it. And to sit in that little room that you're sitting in now and perform songs from the King, um, everyone loved it. Absolutely loved it. So I've always, we're, we're, I've been lucky enough to know you since school, Dave, um, and I'll never forget. You were, you were a young Elvis then, mate, when you used to play the left-hand guitar and just love it, mate. So um, keep Thanks, it going, mate. mate. You're keeping it. It's so nice that the movies come out and we can refresh these loves of Elvis yeah. and chat. Yeah, I think there's a bit of an Elvis buzz at the moment. So mm. why not? You know, and the poet, the Drunken Poet's a great venue and Elvis has got a bunch of really cool songs and people dig it. So rock and roll, baby. Dave, I've actually got pieces of Elvis's shirt. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I've got pieces of his shirt, his worn shirt. Wow. Um. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. There you go. Put yeah, that up for auction. Um, yeah. Dave, I was just yeah, going to say before, can you, can you do me a favour? The money you get from this tribute show, yeah. I'm really concerned about your lawnmower. That was the only other thing I picked up on in that whole video clip. <laughs> the smoke that was pissing out of that lawnmower, mate. Can you... Two strokes, mate. your suburbs... Feel suburbs environmental impact. Can you just maybe go get that service or grab a new one? I reckon that's old, old footage, mate. Old footage. It's been fixed. Okay, well, Probably due. Probably due. Get an All EV. Right. Get an electric vehicle lawnmower. Yeah, that's no, right. fair call. Fair call. Fair call. What about the cameraman, mate, or camera woman? Who was behind the scenes there filming that for you? That was my wife. That 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 Elvis clip. Yeah, that that would that would have been my wife. It's beautiful. Uh, I love it, mate. The close, extreme close up here in the shave. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see some of the outtakes. I reckon they'd be absolutely hilarious. The ones that, yeah, it was, it, it was fun, uh, and interesting walking around, uh, Safeway trying to get a couple of little scenes happening and people yeah. going, what, What's this bloke doing? Seriously, I bet. So these days it wouldn't even turn ahead. No, I know, true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy times. Um, well, there it is. Thursday, it's going to be – sorry, Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday next yeah, Tuesday. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Very mate. Um, just be before good Tuesday, obviously, I mentioned Mosey tomorrow night and then even um, one of the great greats with Ash Naylor. Um, Bloody beauty. At the Evelyn kick it off. Um, great to see Ash finally got the album pressed onto vinyl, double album. So go to all good music stores. So you know the story. Sorry, Dave, just quickly, your gig, mate. Are the tickets online or just go to the door? Oh, it's a free, 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 mate. Mate, Melbourne, welcome to Melbourne. Come down, free. It's yeah. just go in there. Um, should be a few people down there. It's going to be a good night. Yeah. yeah. Pack it out. The coldest Guinness in Melbourne, I guarantee you. Oh, um, yeah. The name. It's a super little bar. She runs right. a tight ship. If you don't know where Beautiful. to go. It's not far off where the old donut van is from the old Spanish donut van at Vic Market. Cross the road, yeah. and that's about Six, where you are. 65 oh, I think Peel we know. Five Peel Street. I think we know where the drunken poet is. I think we've, we've touched it you once might, or twice. You might end up the drunken poet on Tuesday night, so let's see. A couple of special guests, a um, couple of little surprises. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Let's um, let's flick to a little bit of sport, hey? But just before we do, I want to touch on and get this in early enough. Um, Monday night, I've got a special guest, and it's a special show that I've been teeing up, and we've been trying to find a time during COVID and all sorts of things been happening. But I've got her just before she starts another tour. Uh, Americana country girl, Katie Bates. She's an absolute star. So she plays in also Ben Mastwick's band, who we've had on before. Um, and Katie's a star in her own right. So if you can tune in on this Monday night, if not, you can catch it later. All right. Here we are, round 22, boys. That's an exciting time. The, will the demons get there? Will the cats continue? Can the pies continue? Can the bombers win one? There we go. Pretty boring. <laughs> Well, I'm usually, I'm usually away at this time. I went away early this year, just got it done, and then we'll see what happens for the finals. But, I mean, just touching on you know, Melbourne, there was a lot of talk early. 
that it was just, oh, you'll get there. Don't worry. It's just about who you play in the final now. Now I'm absolutely not so sure. And, and the old Melbourne starts to creep in, or Melbourne, um, you know, back or as a supporter starts to creep in or the doubt, the element of doubt again. So I think it's the Cats to lose, pers- personally. Um, the, um, yeah. Look, the bonus you'll get week one of the finals certainly is that you won't leave Victoria. Yep. I, 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 think it's, I think it's safe to say that you'll be in Victoria. Um I don't think Sydney will get any higher than third at best, anyway. Um, so that that helps you. But if I'm Geelong, if I'm a Geelong supporter, and look, Justin can talk to us better than anyone. You've been there and done that in this position now in the last ten years, at least three to four times. You've dominated the home and away. You're finishing top two. You just can't get it done. Almost, if I was a Geelong fan, I'd almost be saying, "Can we just fast forward to the prelims and the grand final?" And just right so many wrongs in the last six, seven, eight years. I think um, I look. I remember when I was a little kid, and Geelong made all those prelims in the late seventies, early eighties. They had about I think they had three prelims in a row, and they couldn't crack one. And it feels a bit like that for the last six, seven years for them, for me. Uh, if I was if I was in Geelong's shoes, I don't think it's Geelong's to lose. I still think you know there's no reason why Collingwood couldn't bloody win it. I mean that'd be tragic, but I mean the way they're going, forms forms. Form's key. Um, I, and, it, and it gets back to that old adage, if you finish in the top four, they're the only four that can win it for me this year. I can't see any of Frio, a Richmond, or anything like that winning it. I just can't. It's it's not a Bulldog type of year this year for me. I think that the four teams in it this year right now in the top four are the ones. That's it. Yep. Interesting point. Interesting summary. Um, yeah. let's quickly go to the games and we'll whip through them. All right, St Kilda Brisbane at Marvel Friday night. Brisbane, oh, no, Brisbane, Brisbane, Brisbane to finish in well and Yeah, Brisbane need this one. Um, yeah, sure, definitely need this one. So, does anyone think St Kilda have got a chance here? Yeah, at Marvel, I do, yeah. Uh, they need to win. They can still make um, the eight. And the thing with St Kilda is the gap between they're good and they're bad is just so vast, but they're good at Marvel is good. Yep. So, um, and Brisbane don't travel well. But Brisbane's form in Melbourne isn't that good. Well, that's why I know they won't win the premiership until they change that around. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's go quickly, margins. Dave. Brisbane 20. Lovey. Brisbane 37. Jazzy. St Kilda 5. Ooh, Ooh. close one. And I'm down the real close one. I'm tipping a draw. There you go. Oh, yeah, it's it's game on. Hey, is, that, is that your token drawn game each week you've been giving us for the whole year? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> right, well, we, got, we, got one. we got one eventually, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and nearly had a few lately. We have. It's been very even. All right, we've moved to Saturday. Western Bulldogs and the Giants at Marvel. Straight up. Two games back-to-back at Marvel. I saw the Giants play last week against Essendon. Didn't like it. Uh, If the Bulldogs are fair income, they win this by about eight goals. Yeah, I'm with you. Agreed. Hard to argue, mate. We'll We'll all take that. So, yeah, I think if it's under... Under six goals, it'll be disappointing from the doggies. So, 
um, they've got to tune up if they want to be serious about getting there. So let's see. We all tip the doggies rough margins, 10, 8 to 10. All right. Um, Adelaide and North. Do we bother playing this one or this is oh, two ten time slot on a Saturday and we've got Adelaide and North? Worst part is you've got to pay pay you got to pay uh, match payments for this game. Um yeah, I reckon, I reckon Adelaide by about again could be eight goals. They they they, they bounced back well against the Eagles away. Um I know we're scraping barrels there, but uh Adelaide should win by eight goals for this one. Tex will kick seven. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, I think Tex has got a bit of a statement um, to make, to be honest, uh, after a big upheaval week or two weeks in relation to the camp, the famous camp. Um, infamous camp. Yeah, infamous, sadly, terrible camp. Um, we talk about, mm. you know, how life's changed. God, you'd hope it's changed a lot since those days. Um, I was actually shaken. I was yeah. actually shaking when I was hearing Eddie Betts, um, you know, Josh talk about it, and even Bryce Gibbs after the fact, you know, the, the, the other day. You, you just, and then I put myself in a club, in a, in a footy club, and I go, which fuck we'd actually agreed that this was going to be a good thing? And, and it turns out their whole board ticked off on it, even after it thought, well, there's nothing wrong with this. This is great. You know, it should, should work. Well, the sad thing is, I mean, it was one game. It was one game. They were the best side all year. Yeah. And they lost to a powerhouse in Melbourne. Like, you know, the fall from grace is just huge. But it was one game. It's, 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 a, it's a bit like your reputation, isn't it, Judge? You can, you, you can build it up for six months. You can rip it in six seconds. And they've done that to their culture. they built that culture so well in Adelaide up into the 2017 grand final. And then just within the space of weeks under this program, they've obviously just imploded internally and they never recovered. I, I agree. It's, I think how you treat people like that and their information and their personal stuff is, is the most despicable thing I've, I've, I've seen in sport in a long time. Yeah, I think the most disappointing part that I saw out of it or, or could take out of it is aside from all the, you know, the personal um, feedback that we've heard from some of the is is from the AFL Players Association that no one stood up and said this is not on guys after the fact and taking them to the cleaners on it like it just got swept under the carpet. So that I did was... that this morning, and you would have thought uh, that's got to change, got to change, and I think um, I think it will now. I think it has to. I think mm. it has to. Um, Dangerfield kind of touched on it as current president of the Players Association. But, um, yeah, people got to drive the chain. It takes a brave person to speak up versus uh, go the other way. So let's see. Let's see what happens as a result of that. You hope that camp kind of thing never happens again. And Melbourne got really shit-canned once they had that pre-season camp and blokes didn't want to do certain things. And they really got taken to task on it. So fair to fair, be fair to those guys. They actually stood up and it was a very different scenario, but they stood up and said they weren't doing it um, mm. and they really got and you know what it. you've still got one or two of those players still playing there now and Tom McDonald yep. is one of them yep 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 absolutely alright let's go to uh, game four Geelong. the Suns and the Cats Ooh. this is a big game Ooh. this is a big game that danger game 
dangerous as it gets for the cats right now. Probably Does is. It to be here from you first. I think it. I think it's. Yeah, it's sort of interesting. I mean, a Geelong were nine goals down against Collingwood, and we haven't lost a game since. But um, they've had a few patches where where they've had five or six goals kicked in a row against them. Mm. I just don't know whether they seem to be taking uh, the path where they're resting players, and they've been doing it the last four or five weeks. But the Suns have just come off a little bit. They just look like they've come off a little bit. Had they have still been in contention for the eight, I had this one earmarked as one that they might drop. But Geelong were getting pumped by Port Adelaide and we came back and won that. Um, the Bulldogs come out and kicked the first five goals a fortnight ago, came back. I just um, Geelong's very even all over the ground. And it's players like um, Holmes and Atkins and DeConning, Jack Henry, Guthrie. It's not even the named um, players. It's it's their bottom six that, um, yeah, I, I can't see them. And to be honest, I can't see them dropping a game for the rest of the year. Even with that pressure that you feel as a Geelong supporter, that you're almost going, oh, I'm waiting for you know, a Martin to come along and kick three or four goals. I mean, if you take Martin out of the equation, um, the Cats probably have two flags in the last three or four years, and that's the truth. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they were 40 points up or 30 points up um, in a grand final, and they were 42 points up in a prelim. And um, you got, we lost you got dusty bomb. Yeah. You got dusty bombed in the second half. Yeah. And I watched it over and over and over again, and I came away going, <laughs> there was oh, nothing you could do. There was nothing you could do. In fact, the no. guy that played on him played good games. So no. I just think I just think that um, down back, mate, with um, Tom Stewart and um, DeConning and Jack Henry, I can't see a team kicking a score greater than what will kick up um, at the other end. I just can't. Yeah, I think the only way to beat Geelong at the moment is kick over that defence quickly. Um, the only way, and Melbourne, Melbourne can do it in patches. Yeah. Um, undoubtedly, a Melbourne's an absolute awesome side. They just seem to. So I've watched Melbourne a bit over the last three or four weeks, and there's a bit of um, there's a bit of talking back to each other on the field, and a bit of blaming, and a bit of um, yeah, up forward, they're taking shots when guys are clearing by themselves. And so, I mean, they can turn that around. But unless they turn it around, I don't know. I don't know that they've – I don't know at the moment that um, the midfield's gelling um, with the forward line. And even if they do on their day, I don't know this year that um, barring injuries, I think if Cameron stays fit, I had no idea how good Cameron was. And I watch a lot of footy and I know a lot of footy, but – um, in the blue and white hoops, he takes out the ball in the back pocket and then he's marking the ball on the lead for the same passage of play that he starts in the back pocket. Mm. And I don't know how he gets up there and then leads yeah. when he starts it, but he does. Well, I still don't know how you, I don't still, I still don't know how you lose a bloke who stands at six foot four with 100 key and you can actually lose him and allow him to go unchecked as he's getting up the ground. 
He's, he's yeah. a freak. He, he, he just obviously has a massive tank of great work rate. And, um, he runs and um, runs and runs, yeah. Yeah. Um, close as the other player, close as the other player, I've, I've found that he's improved heaps for you over the, over this year. Um, oh, he's, mate, he, he's just incredible in the pace. He just runs and runs and runs and runs and runs. So him and Holmes and Atkins and these blokes, they're not names that people even know unless you barrack for us, you know. So that's the only thing. I've got a different feeling this year. Um, Sam um, DeConning, I think the biggest haul he's had kicked on him all year has been maybe two goals. Uh, and he is, yeah. he is incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, incredible. He's been the find of, to, for me, the find of the whole year um, mm. amongst the comp. So, all right. But it's We're finals, mate, and it's a different game. It's finals and it's a different game, and everyone knows that. Yes. And that, as a Geelong supporter, you're sort of going, you know, you're sort of waiting for it to happen because, you know, it's happened every year for the last 10 years. Yep, the nervous cats. Right All right, here we go. We've got a few more games to get through here. All right, so we flick to Saturday night, Melbourne Carlton. This is a big one. If, no Crips. If, if Crips was playing, I'd tip Carlton, but I'm tipping Melbourne by, by eight points. Oh, close one. Cozzy. Um. I'm thinking the D's, mate. I really am. I think no Crips. It's been a bit disappointing, the Blues. I think um, the D's would be pretty desperate after a loss last week. So, mm, the D's. Yeah, a couple of goals at least. The D's are pretty, will be pretty hungry after dropping that one. They'll be filthy they lost that one to Collingwood. Um, oh. And in saying that, they won't. Not as, filthy as the, not as filthy as the Bomber supporters were with that kick after the fucking siren. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. incredible that. Yeah, they, they were two of the games. There was another one I saw, a Rich, the Richmond, I think it was a Richmond draw, was it? The first week I, I was in Vietnam. Um, those three games. So just, yeah, massive. Um, and it's watch so weird. Movie, Billy, I, I can't watch the movie Billy Elliot ever again because of that shit game. <laughs> Mate, it was an unbelievable kick, though. You got to be fair to him. Is it just is it just me? But and we're getting to Collingwood. But was there a collective for me? It was a bit of a false. I'm a non-believer. I don't I don't want to believe that Collingwood are actually there doing it right. I've been mental, so, but I see them up there now. I'm con- no, I well, see them up there. here's my thing. I'm thinking the last nine weeks before the last win, a bit of a false economy, you know. They're winning games. It's all about the W, don't get me wrong. But, it, you know, Geelong, for example, they they win and they, they win well. They win with system, whereas Collingwood have been scrapping the win, a kick after the siren, you know, a bit of a false economy. But when they beat Melbourne on the weekend, was it a collective? I think they're the real deal. I am. Um... I subscribed to last week to thinking if you put Collingwood up against Melbourne and Geelong in a final pressure, finals pressure, then I think they wouldn't cope with it. But no, nah, I disagree with that now. I think they would. And I genuinely yeah. think it's because they've got a they've got a, a, they've got a massive they've got massive belief. Yeah. I thought it, that last year with Melbourne. I thought that last year with Melbourne. I didn't want to you believe couldn't trust it. Them. 
I, I, yeah, I didn't trust, trust them. I didn't want to believe it. It's Melbourne. And you know what? That finals performance they put in, they were the best side. And all the data yeah. was there. And all they did was go to the next standard up above that. And they were the best side and they deserved their flag. But they were winning. Like, weren't they winning better than Collingwood have been winning the last couple of months, don't you think? Yeah. Have you been, have you been really convinced that Collingwood have are an amazing team or, you know, nah, they're, they don't have an Oliver and, and, and or, you, or a Viney. Um, you know what have, I mean? You think they're 12 months away or two years away and you wouldn't be surprised if Colin would get to the finals and get flogged by 12 goals. Yeah. Yeah. But they you have know? that spirit. They have that thing that you can't measure at the moment. Again, they're getting the W's. They're getting it done. Young side. They've got no pressure on them. No expectation. You know, it's all fun. You see them kicking this- goals and moors down the other end. Loving it. I saw they're, an article this- today about Buckley. And I don't saying, like it. And they were saying how it made Buckley look like a poor coach. But equally, it shows that he had them, had that list of the shape. Right- yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Clearly, like, in good shape. That's enough about this Collingwood shit. I'm done. Aaron, get your show in line. I'm over, I'm over talking about Sorry, that. anyway, the D's. The D's by, by two goals. Yep. Now, I've got a bet for you, Aaron. Aaron, I've got a bet for you. Oh, dear. Do okay. you think Melbourne Do you think Melbourne will win the grand final? Yes or no? Oh, do you go. think you can win the premiership? No, not at the moment. Bit off then. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but so, give me a couple of weeks. Let's see. Let's see how it. Well, that narrows that narrows what I was going to put up on offer. If that's the case, I mean, right. I got Carlton and Brisbane to go, so that's going to set us up to see exactly okay. where we're at. But I tell you what, right. we should be that filthy that we lost to Collingwood that we cannot let Carlton slip. Um, and the pressure's off, um, Carlton. They've got nothing to lose. They're Carlton's got a lot of outs. They see. They're undermanned. No crips. Mate, that's when you can sneak a win. Yeah. So uh, that's what fear. That's what the fear I've got that they do it for Crips for and, two weeks and get them to play a final. <laughs> that's what Carlton needs to win to stay in the eight. So there's a lot on the line. And Carlton play Collingwood next. And the there truth is, is any side that with Kerno, if Kerno turns it on, yep. it's game on. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Crips is out, and oh. you, a new, a new dynamic in the midfield. Who knows what happens? But Kennedy's Aaron's out. Talking like, Aaron's talking like a, 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 a 2020 Melbourne supporter again. Bloody ridiculous. Oh, no, I'm having bad nightmares and flashbacks of the old. <laughs> they just need to win by eight goals. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. I, I do honestly believe we need to win by eight to ten. Yeah, for you do. Conference. And we actually need to start setting up a run. These, yeah, yeah. I, I actually do believe we paid four quarters. But they got us, you know, they just got us at the end and we just didn't do it. All enough. right, it's done now, Aaron. Don't worry. It's the do- it's the Dockers no. in the Derby. In the right. Derby. The still looks dry on the concrete one, yeah? Yep, correct. All right, who's going to win this one? Dockers, Dockers by 100 points. Dockers. Dockers, yeah. by, Dockers by 180 points. <laughs> yeah, I think the... Dockers would be disappointed if they lost by less than 10 goals, put it that way. So yeah. I think it's a belting. They're ready for okay. a – we're ready to uh, tell everyone who's back on top in WA. Let's see. All right. Richmond. Richmond and yeah. the Hawks. Richmond. Yeah. Richmond just have to win. 15 yeah. points. I'll be at this game in the early one, and I actually think the Hawks are going to get them. 
There's my there's my tip. Wow. Well, if the Hawks get them, they're out. Is that right? Yeah. 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 They're done. Yeah. They got to sink the Tigers. I'm worried about the Tigers. That's let me put that on record. I'm me worried too. about the Tigers. They got something no. that. They're going to play if they make finals. They're going to play like Collingwood's playing now. That's what worries me. The magic's gone gone for the Tigers. They're done. Question is: Here's another one quickly on the Tigers. Is Dusty gone? What's going on? What's going on with him? What's happening? I think he'll retire before he goes to another club. That's my response. Could he change codes? No. Jesus. He's not a golfer. <laughs> Could be a boxer. Yeah, I can't see him playing cricket. I think he's off. I think he's off to uh an interstate club. Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a chance to go to Brisbane or Gold Coast. Swap for Buddy. He goes to Sydney, Buddy goes to Richmond. I think the oh. AFL, I think the AFL into him. And they need bums on seats up there. Yep. All right. They do. We'll stir the pot a little bit more. Okay. Um, Sydney, Swan, please. Sydney, Swan, please. Sydney. Gee, Sydney have been good defensively. They're incredibly tackling pressure team. Um, they've yeah, been massive, massive in the last half a dozen weeks. Collingwood have got a very good history at the SCG. Oh, don't say yeah. it. They have. I'm going to reverse psychology this thing and I'm going to go for a Collingwood win. I haven't picked Collingwood for a month and it's giving me the shits. So, don't you just feel dirty? You feel dirty when you mention your pick? I feel, feel, yeah, oh, mate, I feel like I haven't had a shower for a week picking Collingwood, but um, I'll, 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 I'll pick them by three points and then hope they lose. Sydney Buddy kicks 10. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I would love to see that. And then tell Sydney we were gone in a month's time. I think yeah. Collingwood finished number two on the ladder, boys. Finished <laughs> second. Swans. They beat the Swans? Are the Swans a win? And the Swans will finish number two on the ladder. Oof. Jeez, they're in good position then if they can do that. I'm tipping the Swannies. Um, yeah, I reckon four goals, roughly. So how, yeah. how big is Brisbane and Melbourne at the Gabba? Round 23. Yeah, it's big. It's big. And I think that it happened last year. Mm. It comes down to that. Pretty sure we played them last round up there too. So, um, well, that was a Cats. Oh, sorry. It was a Cats last round. You're right. Um, so yeah, it was. First one to be play there. Anyway. Sorry, that was the past. <laughs> that was the past. It's a whole new game now. And then the uh, the ultimate dead rubber. Can mighty Bombers. Come on, Bombers. Get it done. Finish yeah. our Sunday. Make a Come good on. week of it for next week. Come on. Do it for Lovey and Cozzy and Cuz. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Just, just, Come on. just give us something to go into the summer months with. Something. 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 The Fantasia Cup. Because at, at the moment, it's well, – yeah, I was going to say Wanganee, but Fantasia is a lot better. Um, I – because at the moment, I'm just fuck footy right now. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just on, on that game then. Does uh, does Hinkley keep his job? Yeah, of course he does. Of 
course he should. These muppets, these muppets that keep calling for the heads of these coaches that have got some runs on the board, that's fine. You get rid of Hinkley. Clarko, this, this, this is a fascination. I find it hilarious. People assume everywhere Clarko's going to end up, he'll end up making it successful. It's, mm. it's, it's not a given. And, Absolutely. you know, Hinkley's got the support of the players. I mean, if you've got a coach that has the full support of the players, that's far better than being in clubs where year by year, you see some clubs where you know they've stabbed the poor bastard in the back and he's eventually gone. I mean, look at Noble this year. Yeah. North Melbourne, not one North, uh, 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 two North Melbourne players stick up for him and that was it. So, you know, for me, Hinkley, Hinkley should be safe. If, if they move Hinkley on... He's then been I, there a I, long time. He has. Oh, it doesn't matter, mate. Noble took nine years to win a premiership. I, I think he's gone. gone. I think yeah. he's gone. Yeah. I also think it's scary. It's scary when a president comes out and gives the support that they've got the support of the coach. Then you know he is getting lynched. Now, I and I reckon he's a worse, and I reckon he's a worse president than Cochrane up at the Gold Coast. He's yeah, a he's shit president. He's untouchable. No one wants to take the job by the sound of it because he's he's obviously because well, it's Port Adelaide. He's obviously doing something, tipping him money, or he's doing something to keep that job. Um, Man, he's more concerned about the prison bars than he is making sure that Ken Hinckley's got the full support he needs. It's a joke. Yeah, that's right. Joke club. Joke club. Yep. Go, so we, we'll, we'll win my 62 points. There you go. Yeah, reckon, well, uh, like just off, off topic, I reckon Leon Cameron, I reckon the Bulldogs have got Leon Cameron in the gun to take over the senior coaching role in about 12 months or two years, and he'll be there next year. What? Well, that's big news. That's that's a good – Have I done wrong? That would be a great get. He wow. will – A Cameron will be at the Bulldogs as an assistant coach next year. That's hilarious. They actually want him as senior coach. Wow. And they that's want him hilarious. As coach now. Yeah, like I said, who'd want to be a coach at that level? Fuck it. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, just a joke. Exactly. Wow. It's just a joke. Um, the other thing is – You heard it here. Hey? You heard it here. Unless go. he ends up at Port Adelaide as a senior coach or something, but um, yeah, back um, to the kennel, back to the kennel, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if that's the case, then I reckon there'll be clubs clamouring for Bevo, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the doggies were talking to Cameron before he left GWS. Yeah. All right, here, here's what oh. we'll finish with. Where's a good fit for Bevo right now, then? Where's he go? Because he's too good not to coach, honestly, I think. And you know what? He, he would be then the perfect fit. If, if David Kosh pisses off, Yeah, I'd he say would him. be the perfect fit for Port Adelaide. Yep, I agree with that. Because they need a cultural upgrade. And, and Bevo turned the dog around in the space of 12 months or two years, and he's had them competitive ever since. So, you know, for me... If I can have Horse Longmire win one premiership in how many twelve seasons now as well, there's never any talk about John Longmire. I oh, know. So you know, I, I, I just think I just think it's so easy to we, we just find it so easy to go and shoot a coach when a it's the players and b it's probably the committee as well combined. I mean the coaches are poor bastards in the middle. So Bevo would be great at Port Adelaide. I think Bevo would be a really good resetter at West Coast. Um, and you know, if, if there's talk around the incident gig, I'll get him to incident if that's the case. Um, just quickly on the incident thing if Heppel moves to Gold Coast, good on him, 
good luck. You've given us 12 years. Went through the shit as a young kid with that, the SADA stuff. Um, yeah. Captain, brilliant, love it. Tell all of his knockers to go and piss off. I don't care. I reckon he's just been fantastic for him, Bob. So if he goes, he goes. Good luck. All, yeah. all for it. Absolutely. And I think I still think that would be the wrong move for Gold Coast, given where they're up to at the moment. Um, you don't want to be topping up with blokes like that right now. They're not <laughs> right in the window yet. Um, they just need to keep believing in their young kids. So, all right, boys, it's been a great chat tonight. We're going to finish off with a little snippet. Let's have see. we got Mr. Have we have we got it? <laughs> we have got it. Here we go. Let's get this going. Gary, get rid of All right, here we go. couldn't see any images but i could hear it um he's pretty bloody good justin that's pretty awesome he actually sounds like that when he's not trying to sound like elvis that's his voice he, he is like really 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 good that's yeah, a really that's, that video that's, that's a real likeness that's a real likeness in elvis's tone and 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 voice yeah absolutely uh, cozzy next yeah. tuesday mate i've yeah. got a song request 
Go on. You dedicate something to me, mate. You've lost that loving feeling. If you sing that, you dedicate it to me. I'll be there. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I might I might have to... Hunker, uh, hunker, burning love. Hunker, hunker, I'll, burning love. One of those two. Done. I'll, I'll strike the deal. Lovey, if you turn up in a Top Gun suit... Right. <laughs> Dave will do the song. There you go. It's got to be the white. Dave, you got a double. Dave, you got a double XL Top Gun suit. <laughs> I don't, mate. I don't. Sorry, not your size anyway. Oh, yeah. oh wow! I'll see how I, I'll see what I can do. Hey, Sue. All right, there you go. All right, boys. Nice to catch up. Thanks for joining us, Juzzy. Dave, Thank great you, to have mate. you back again. Thank you, boys. I appreciate the invite. Great to talk to you. I love what you do. Good to see you. Good to see you, Josie. I catch you, boys. See you, legends. See you, mate. Cheers.